Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up on The Rub. No, I hope I know the winner. I got my dream come true on that one. <laughs> you definitely did. You know the winner pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was fine. And then once I got home and, you know, showed those trophies to my kids, it was just, I couldn't handle it, man. It just broke down. The Shed is always a crowd favorite. They have a very large team. They're really fun. You know, Brad's all in his, you know, wearing his straw hat and the kind of got his thing and they have these these older men who dress in these 70s leisure suits with, hot, with hats and you know, bright red, bright purple, bright yellow, whatever. People love them. People, you know, cheer for them. They think they're fabulous. I went home. My wife already, already told her to do this. She had a bag of Caesar salad pre-mixed ready to go for me. So a slice of pizza and Caesar salad. Oh, that was my post-Memphis um, May May meal. I, you didn't tell her to do that. You asked her to no, do that. No, no, no. I asked her. Yeah. I, I kind of looked at her with these sad puppy <laughs> eyes and like, honey, I'm so hot and tired. Can you please? That's that's right. She took care of me. My, my wife is awesome. From the backyard to competition cooking, this is a show about barbecue, grilling, recipes, and more. This is The Rub. And now from Memphis Barbecue Supply, here's Jimmy Shotwell. The World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest is over, and it's time to talk about the winners and losers. I'm alongside Forrest Goodman from the studios of 600 WREC and 92.1 FM in Memphis, Tennessee. Coming up, we have the grand champion from last week's contest. That would be Brad Orison and The Shed. He'll be here to discuss his championship cook. Local food critic Jennifer Biggs helps us recap the weekend at Tom Lee Park. And, of course, our question of the week, what's going on? and recipe of the week. Now, Jimmy, before we go any further, happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone listening. And a bit of a history lesson, Memorial Day was created to remember those who died in active military service. That said, let's talk some barbecue. Yes, sir. Barbecue, it's a... Uh it's a. It's been a wild, what, two, three weeks of nothing but barbecue. <laughs> Thinking of loading in for barbecue, cooking barbecue, loading out, cleaning up. Uh. Congratulations to you and your team. First place finishes in sauce categories of tomato and vinegar based. A third place finish in the Kingsford. And I don't think bad at all. 29th in ribs out of over 100 competitors. Nothing to hang your head about. No, 111 teams, 29th, and it was one judge. It was one on-site judge. We get, Now, Memphis May sends back their scores to the teams, the raw scores, so you can see how you did. And usually it's about a month or so. My hat's off to Memphis in May. Monday, I open my email. I think it was Monday or Tuesday, I open my email, and I start seeing these emails come through from Memphis in May. I got my scores, like, immediately. Oh, wow. That's good. So I was able to dissect them, look at that, our blind box that we turned in for the ribs to the blind judges. So they don't know who I am or what I what I do. Perfect score there. Perfect score on the blind box. It was the on-site judges. Ah, I guess I get to learn something from Brad and learn how to do the song and dance and <laughs> how to sell. 
We'll talk with Brad a little later <laughs> on because he wins the Kings first yes. again this year after you wanted to dethrone him. But still, first in sauce is not bad at all in this, and that's the second time you've taken those categories of first place in sauces, right? Yep, we did it four years ago under the old team we cooked with. We took first place vinegar and first place tomato, which at that time, four years ago, we were told by judges that never happened. Somebody wins tomato, somebody wins mustard, somebody wins vinegar, but you rarely get people who win two categories right there in the sauces. So uh, now the bad news is the mustard sauce that we made almost dead last no kidding i mean it, it, you got some work to do well okay i'm from south carolina i'm right. originally born and raised in south carolina i heavily dislike mustard sauces so right. it's not my favorite category to do anyways but I'm like okay i know mustard sauces yeah i i don't know mustard sauces well, practice don't. practice practice <laughs> between now and next season when a team locks in on a winning formula they stick with it the Shed from Ocean Springs, Mississippi, is one of those grabbing another Kingsford Tour of Champions win and their second Memphis in May Grand Champion title. Brad Orson and his family own the Shed on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and was ready to come to Memphis and compete. It's starting to sink in, you know? Well, I mean, it was a wild week here in Memphis when you guys were here. Let's, let's back up a little bit. Loading in, you got here a little earlier than usual. You loaded in. You did not have your same spot. Did that throw you off at all? It did. You know, I'm, I'm big on, you know, making sure the mojo's right. And I was a little, little worried, you know, our normal spot where everybody knows we're there. We've been there for about 10 years. And, uh, you know, I just had to, just had to bite the bullet. And we, we started setting up in the, what we thought was the wrong spot. Now, is that one of those things like athletes will have like their lucky socks or their lucky cleats or something? Was that like, you know, a superstition of being in that same spot because of the familiarity for you? It's always the closest to the river. So uh. we're like, they backed us, backed us, you know, down to the right by the, uh, the Tom Lee statue. Alrighty, let's talk about the hog. Uh, it was an interesting thing. I looked through the top 10 on hogs and it looked like the top six were all Compart Duroc hogs. What is so special about that Compart Duroc hog that you were cooking this year? Well, when those hogs showed up, uh, we had twin 250 pound hogs. And Mr. Compart, he's just, he's got his game really, really tight. Um, the hogs are perfectly trimmed, the skin was super white. Um, the marbling in the bacon and the amount of fat was just, it was overwhelming. I mean, these hogs looked like grand championship hogs before we put them in the cooker. And y'all cook it different. A lot of folks cook it, uh, the hog laid back and opened up and spread out. You've got something that uh, a contraption y'all created. What, what, how do y'all do your hog different? Well, we call it the robo hog and, um, two or Three taxi guys use one when we also do. So we had two of a two of the three robo hogs that exist uh, final that meant SMA. So it's it's essentially a skeleton that we drape the hog over. So it actually is standing there. It's not sitting there. It's not in a running position. It is standing. Uh, it. I told the finals judges. I say you see the trophy at SMA, the Grand Championship trophy has a whole hog on it, and it's standing there. And when I opened that cooker and that beautiful color of that 250-pound hog was just perfect, it was jaw-dropping, uh, even for me. Uh, it was it was a perfect cook. Hobson Cherry, our senior pitmaster, 
he nailed it. And Hobbs, I know, has cooked some great product. Y'all won not just Hog, but overall in 2015. This year, once you got them prepped on there, you open it up. Uh, we had preliminaries. You you had some judges on site. How did you feel after that first round of preliminaries? Well, the our second judge, when we opened the the old, you know, we cook on an old Willis Jeep cooker, and when we opened the door, the judge was in shock. <laughs> and to my surprise, stopped me and said, I know this is weird, but can I take a picture? <laughs> oh, wow. We knew that we had we were going to get some great scores from him. Uh, all of our judges were very receptive, uh, professional. They asked tons of questions. And our team, like, when, when <laughs> you know, you know I, I don't really get nervous. Um, but it was so overwhelming to me when I was reaching in the hog and the, it was so tender and juice was just pouring out on the ground. I was literally shaking. I couldn't, I could not control, um, just the, it was, it was an, over the top, overwhelming. It was, there was so many feelings running through my head and my teams. I mean, literally you can imagine I'm taking the razor knife and cutting the tenderloin out or cutting the loin out. And when I picked the loin up, it literally had like a cup of juice pouring out of it. It was <laughs> before I got it to the table, the judge had already scored. Wow. It was that, it was that intense. Oh, wow. um, I'm just so proud of my team. Uh, you know, I could, I can't do it without them. And I put I put on the show. The uh, they got to see a presentation um, that was come to find out world champion status. Well, so you get through those preliminaries and you had all those judges oohed and awed, and then the finals came out and it was a top three in no specific order. It was you, Boars Night Out, and three taxi guys. All three of you guys are friends. All group, all three of the teams are friends. I mean, I saw you in 2016 running over to the three taxi guys to help them foo-foo their booth up because they made finals. Yeah. How was it cooking against your buddies? It's a dream come true. And for Mr. Compart to have all three final hogs come from his farm and his family. Man, I, I, I just, it was amazing. I saw the who got finals of hogs. I'm like, oh, no. I, usually you can pick. Like this year I saw the ribs, top three ribs. I'm like, Ten Bones has got it. I saw the top three in shoulder, and I'm like, okay, it's going to be between Tuffy and Big Bob. When the three came out for hogs, I'm like, okay, sheds won it, sheds good, boards not out. They're they've got something, right? And then the three taxi oh, yeah. guys have done finals before. I'm sitting there going, that's how do a you tough. Pre- how do you predict that race? You yeah. can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, Brand, how all of this came together. You know, we talked to you on the show a few weeks ago, and you told the story about how you almost missed the deadline even to get in. And and then you go down, and as you mentioned earlier in this interview, you don't get your spot. And you could have let a lot of that stuff just say, well, this just isn't our year. But then to have it finish like this, I mean, I don't want to be overdramatic and say like a storybook you know, <laughs> type of season, but I mean, that's pretty neat to go from almost missing it, missing the deadline, to making it and then winning grand champion. It's it, You're right. I mean, I was... But we talked, uh, you know, three weeks ago or a month ago, and yeah. I was worried because, you know, it's different when you 
you feel like, oh, we won the grand championship two years ago. We're definitely in. We're definitely going to get our spot back. And you know what? It's just not the case. You got to pay to play. You got to get your application in. And you don't always get the same spot. Um, but, you know, with my mom and sister and, and my dad, and we just we just bellied right on up to the bar and right. said, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do this. You know, and it was a successful yeah. weekend. It was a successful week week, not just in the hog. I mean, you got first place hog. You got grand champion. We it was amazing. But for like the fourth year in a row, you're Kingsford Tour champion. Also, yeah, that's that's a cool one because it's you know the top sixteen teams on the park, and it's a shoulder competition. So you get to present to three groups of twenty five judges. Um, who some are professional judges, some are enthusiasts, uh, some are executives from some of the sponsors uh, there. And you get to put on a show. And, you know, we always say it's really easy to get in the Orison family, but it's almost impossible to get out. <laughs> and um, the the shoulders, again, the flavor profile that we provided for the judges is what we normally do. It's a combination of our Southern Sweet barbecue sauce and our sweet and tangy. Uh, we do a half and half mixture. It just it worked out. Our seasonings, uh, it's the same exact seasoning we use at the shed every day on all of our pork and our ribs. And just the most man, I mean, I, I'm I'm choked up just talking about it because. I mean, it's hard. It's hard at Memphis and made to get a first place. Period, because it's so hard competition. I don't care if it's Kingsford or Sauce or anything. Because you're against the best of the best. Yeah, but to win it, not one, not two, but th- I feel like I'm I'm Ric Flair here about to say it. <laughs> but you won it four years in a row now. I mean, that my hats are off to you. My hat is definitely off it, to you, especially because and, and Brad, I'll let you in on a secret. Jimmy thought he was dethroning you. On this one. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, he said, uh, you did. You, you came over, you said, boy, I'm gunning for you on this King for Tour. <laughs> and, hey, you know what? And that ups the game. Because when I got my friends who are also fierce competitors saying, bro, I got you're in my radar. I'm coming after <laughs> you. That means, you know, I take that seriously. Because, Jimmy, you did amazing this year. Two soft wins. Also a walk with the Kingsford Tour. And, you know, you can't take that stuff lightly, and I don't. And, yes, we're friends, and but at the end of the day, we all know we're all there to try to win. We're all there to get our name called last. Is what Our, our goal is the, the last person to get their name called. That's our goal. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I always say, you know, I think I said it on, the, on your show, uh, you know, I hope I know the winner. Well... I got my dream come true on that one. <laughs> you definitely did. You know you the def- winner pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was fine. And then once I got home, and you know, showed those trophies to my kids, it was just, I couldn't handle it, man. It just broke down. That's Brad Orison of the Shed, Grand Champion of the World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest. Coming up, more of our conversation with Brad after capturing that second title at Memphis in May, including who he cooked for this week after winning the title. This is The Rub on 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. This is The Rub. We 
are recognized by the MBBQA with the Awards of Excellence. I'm Jimmy Shotwell. And I'm Forrest Goodman. The Shed of Ocean Springs, Mississippi is now a two-time winner at the Memphis and May World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest. But what did Brad Orison do after claiming that title, Jimmy? He didn't spend much time celebrating. Instead, he jetted off to the nation's capital to cook for a good cause. We are in Washington, D.C. and with Operation Barbecue Relief, and uh, we fed 7,000 wounded warriors and vets and their family and their caregivers. Wow. I mean, it, it, it's, I've seen the pictures, I've seen the videos. I mean, OBR, we've talked about OBR before, how they respond to uh, natural disasters or whatnot, but sometimes they do these special events and the pictures and videos, it wasn't the wounded warriors, it's just the production that the OBR is producing right now or this past week in Washington, D.C. My hats are off to you. You're taking time away from not just your family, but also your job and everything else. Right, you should right. be celebrating. You're up there working, and my hats are off to you. Thank you. Oh, it's, you know, they they have given, you know, the ultimate price uh, to provide our freedom. And it was just a way for us to give back and just very humbling experience. And what an honor to be part of such a great group with Operation Barbecue Relief. You are absolutely right. And, and so pleased to hear that. And I can't even imagine, Brad, the overwhelming undertaking of feeding 7,000 folks quality food. I mean, as Jimmy said, hats off to you. That must be an interesting sight and, and something proud to be a part of. Definitely. Definitely so. And, you know, with Operation Barbecue Relief, some people have time, some people have money to donate, some people have uh, products to donate, other people like uh, Seaboard and Prairie Fresh. We have Operation Barbecue Relief now has semis. We can go help people in their time of need in a big, big boy status way. Um, You know, almost 2 million meals served, and um, I haven't been on every deployment um, but I've been, I've been on both sides, you know, I've, I've had disasters happen and I know, I know what it feels like to, to be in need. So paying it forward goes a long way. Definitely. So what is your future plans? I mean, are you planning eventually to go home uh, sometime soon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do have yeah. a, you do have a job in ocean Springs, don't you? I do. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, we are. Um, we are actually, uh, getting ready now to jump on a plane and head back home. Uh, we've got Memorial Day weekend coming up. We've also got, um, we have a tropical depression in the Gulf of Mexico right now that's supposed to hit us right dead in the face on Sunday. So I'm going from work to work. Um, and why not? You know, my dad always says, boy, you asked for it. Now you got to deal with it. <laughs> now you got to do. Hopefully that tropical depression just be a little bit of rainstorm and doesn't bother you guys. Uh, but we'll keep you keep you in our thoughts uh, this weekend, World Day weekend. And I know the shed's going to be packed. In fact, I think my co-host Forrest may be heading down there this weekend. You don't know. We, we're talking road trip this weekend, and if if that's the case, I want to come by for sure. Yeah, definitely. If you're in, if you're in our area and it's not raining. <laughs> or if it is, you know, hell, we'll just take the drill and unscrew the windows, and we'll we'll pop right on in there. <laughs> hey, if not this weekend, it is definitely it's on my my list of of places to visit, especially uh, after your second grand championship here at Memphis in May. And I just want to see the the atmosphere and what you guys got going on. Well, I'll tell you, we won't we won't change anything. It'll be the same old shed that's always there. 
still rocking, jamming the blues. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's always a line out the door. Uh, I've got the best best crew in the business. We've got about 70 people that work with us. And, uh, you know, giving those big hugs and those big congratulations also. You know, I've only been home one day since, since we won. And, you know, just them being able to see those trophies because we served almost 7,000 meals last week at the shed when we weren't there. And, you know, it's, uh, you can't do it without great people. Jimmy, you know, you've been dear friends with our family for years and years. Yes. We surround ourselves with people that believe in the same thing that we believe in. And the rest is easy. Again, Brad Orson of the shed and congratulations to him and his family for their win here at Memphis in May. Coming up, Jennifer Biggs, formerly of the Commercial Appeal, relives last week's barbecue cooking contest. This is The Rub on 600 WRAC and 92.1 FM. This is The Rub. You can download the show every week for free on iTunes, Google Play, and the iHeartRadio app. Share it with your friends on social media. I'm Jimmy Shotwell. And I'm Forrest Goodman. Jennifer Biggs is a local food critic and expert and has years of covering the World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest under her belt. For Jennifer, it's one of her favorite events to cover and attend. Well, they were just as great as always. You know, and I am a veteran of that. I can't tell you how many times I've done it. But every year I get down there and, I, you know, you're always dreading it and saying, oh, the crowds, blah, blah, blah. Man, I get in it and I love it. And I had, a, you know, another great time this year. This year we had some, um, some of the old names, which we're going to, you know, I know come to in a minute. But some kind of some new things, too. It's a little bit different. It has a little bit of a different feel to me. So we know the big names. The Shed won it. The Shed walked across stage, got not only whole hog, but grand champion. But somebody else that we recognize name-wise, um, Big Bob Gibson, I think you, has, has, has won it again. How many years have they done that? Well, Big Bob, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and my numbers could be a little bit off, but I don't think they are, I think this is their 21st year to compete. Of the twenty first of the twenty four twenty one years, they've placed first in shoulder, and then of course they've won grand champion five times, which is more than anybody else has, and they are awesome. I mean, their their hospitality is fantastic. They're not a big party tent. I mean, they have it's it's a smaller tent. It's not one of these huge ones up on the river. They're down in the same place, which is funny. We'll talk about how the same place is such a big deal in a minute. <laughs> but they're down yeah, the same place in Shoulder. They've got it set up in a you know nice little long narrow spot. But they have a, a wonderful meal for folks at around five o'clock. You know, an early meal with cornbread salad and these fabulous pies that that. Um, Don McLemore's wife, whose name for some reason just escapes me right now, but uh, the women make these pies, and they have them shipped up from Decatur. Fantastic pies. Barbecue, you know, Chris Lilly is their pit master. It obviously is 
I mean, arguably the best barbecue out there because they have they're winning so consistently, and it's you know you, it's a random every year. You're not getting the same judges, but everybody who is trained to judge is picking that shoulder again and again and again. Have you ever been so, to their restaurant in Alabama, Jennifer? I never have. I, I can say I've never been through Decatur, and they have a couple of others now, though. Um, Florence, Birmingham, you know okay. this better yeah, than I do. Yeah. But you, the the Decatur app, the Decatur location, you need to go to there sometime. It that's, is, their, that's their original, right? Yeah. yeah. The pies that you right. talk about, we had Myron uh, Myron Mixon on a couple weeks ago. He was talking about the he pies. Was. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about the pies that from Big Bob. Now you've been there, haven't you, Jimmy? Yeah, I've, I've been there. Back in the days, he used to travel. Decatur was in my route. And darn it, I would always stay the night in Decatur and have to have oh. dinner at Big Bob's. Yeah. Do you, do you, are you a fan of the white sauce? I tried it. Yeah. And no. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I bought some I'm at your store. Either. Yeah. I, 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 I go with the more either tomato or, or vinegar over the white. You know, the thing about the white sauce to me is I just can't get away from it. it just pretty much being just too ranch dressing-y. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it, – I think it would be fine with chicken – and there's a uh, Jennifer Dickerson who has a place in Jackson, Tennessee. She makes a white sauce with her, I think it's her smoked fried chicken or something, and it's good. It's got some horseradish in it, um, and I like that. But on pork, I don't want that white sauce on pork. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, first thing you eat with is your eyes, and when you have that beautiful mahogany color of that that bark of pork, the smoke ring, and then it's all kind of white sauce on it. It just kind of throws me for a loop a little bit. No, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm with you on that. It's it's not my thing. But, of course, it is an Alabama thing. Yeah, right. And there are people who say that, you know, Memphis sauce is too sweet, so we, we recognize that there are preferences in sauce. But to me, I see the validity in the vinegar sauce. I can see, you know, the tomato sauce, the sweet sauce is this. I don't get the white sauce. Well, I don't think it's barbecue sauce. Well, getting back to Memphis and May, it was really interesting to see the top three from each category. Like Whole Hog was the Shed, Boar's Not Out, Three Taxi Guys. You had some local teams there, Boar's Not Out, for example. Same on the ribs. You had uh, Mark West from Ten Bones, who's won ribs three years in a row now. And, then, of course, you had Big Bob um, and Shine and Swine, who's a local team. So it, it was interesting. You had the local flavor, but you also had the big names up there that were going against each other in those top three spots from finals. But when it came down to the three teams overall, Big Bob, Ten Bones, and The Shed, what were your thoughts? Well, The Shed is always a crowd favorite. They have a very large team. They're really fun. You know, Brad's all in his, you know, wearing his straw hat and the kind of got his thing, and they have these these older men who dress in these 70s leisure suits with, hot, with hats and you know, bright red, bright purple, bright yellow, whatever. People love them. People, you know, cheer for them. They think they're fabulous. Going into it, if I'd been looking at the three, I would have, you know, smart money would have gone on Big Bob because because they win so often that they obviously are doing something really right. And when I, I always sit there and make, you know, my own little predictions, we all do, backstage, who's going to win, who's going to win. Um, and I had Big Bob as the grand. I was wrong. I was so happy to see the shed do it because they are so enthusiastic and it was really funny this year they almost didn't make it in because of a mix-up with it's a brother and sister owned restaurant so we had uh down in uh ocean springs mississippi this is their competitive team the shed is from the barbecue blues joint whatever anyway they run a restaurant full-time and they just sort of got behind and when they were called and said will you be on the the vip tour 
wait a minute, we don't have your application. And they're, oh, no, we sent it in, we sent it in, blah, blah. And they just, I mean, they barely got it in in time. They just, you know, they squeaked that deadline, got the application in, but they didn't get their same spot. And, the, and so they were you know, just freaked out about it because you have this one spot where you've been lucky. You've won there before. You've gotten a grand championship there before. But now I think they're they're quite happy to stay three places down, having gotten another one. It won't matter anywhere, I suppose, along that little uh, – that place for him as as Brooke Lewis, the co-owner of the of the restaurant, she said, you know, there's a lot of mojo that goes into barbecue. You, mm-hmm. you got to just do everything just right. Um, so I was I was happy to hear to see him win. They're very enthusiastic. Their their food is great. I didn't have any of the hog this year, but I've had it in years past, and you know, very friendly as as is everyone, frankly, in barbecue. I mean, who who down there is not uh, friendly and welcoming when you go over to visit? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And Jennifer, you were talking about spots and spaces, and they weren't in their normal one. So did that, and obviously it didn't affect their barbecue mojo. But spots and spaces at Tomley Park are important to teams because number one, it's easier for their friends and family and fans to find them each year. But there's superstition that goes in, and there's some teams that want it too because of the view of the river. It's funny how that can become as political as the actual barbecue itself. Well, I mean, they're serious about it, and you can look. I mean, year after year, people are just in the same place, unless for some reason every now and again you'll get somebody who, you know, they they want to quit ribs or, they, or go to shoulder or, you know, vice versa, whatever. You know, usually whole hog pretty much is whole hog. You don't see people going in and out of that one as much. Or they may, for some reason, change a team name because team members change up and there becomes a squabble over the name. Then you'll see people move around. But otherwise, you can pretty much count on everybody being right where they were. The park was laid out a little bit differently this year, um, and not, I don't think, noticeably so to anyone who was there, but, you know, like the media tent, things were moved around a little bit. You kind of felt like you were starting out in a different way. But it's, yeah, you want to be there, and uh, you want your same, you know, even down to the same drinks. I mean, you know, like Parrothead, they're always going to have that, the yucca flats hanging from the uh, hanging from the ceiling for one of their parties. It, it, it's very it's things you can count on year after year after year. Another paper mache head at Sal Luau. Those things are beautiful, by the way. They do a great job. It's Jennifer Biggs, friend of the show. Follow her on Twitter at Jennifer Biggs One. Coming up, question of the week: What's going on? And recipe of the week. This is the rub on six hundred WRAC and ninety two point one FM. This is The Rub. Welcome back, and happy Moral Day weekend. I'm Jimmy Shotwell. And I'm Forrest Goodman. And as you get involved with cooking and the pool and family and friends, don't forget the meaning of Memorial Day. And we recognize and remember the men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice while serving our country. Now time for the question of the week. It comes from Twitter. Patrick writes, you discuss all these name brands in meat. We've done it on this show, as a Mm -hmm. matter of fact. Where can I find them? It depends. Um, so, first off, your butcher is your best friend. You can go into your butcher and ask them what types of meats they sell. When I say what types of meat, ask them what breeds or what brands of pork he sells, for example. Um, there's some we talk about, Compark Duroc or Duroc in general. Uh, we talk about Berkshire Hogs, or we just talk about commodity. Your butcher, if he's honest with you, will be able to tell you 
exactly what he can get from his distributors and what he usually carries. And he'll be able to give you his opinion on what he likes or dislikes. So that's first place where we go look at. Second place, you're starting to see in the big boxes, they care about the quality of meat. Uh, when I say the big boxes, Sam's, for example, yeah. they're carrying Smithfield now, but they're carrying their private select brands. They're, oh, not, they're, yeah. not, they're not carrying just their commodity stuff. So better quality than it was in the past, something to look at and look for. So just kind of take a look around. You should be able to find them in the big boxes. If you can't find them in big boxes, be friends with your butcher. You can submit your question on Twitter at The Rub Podcast. It is Memorial Day weekend, so let us look ahead to the first weekend of June. Jimmy, what's going on then? You've got something big around here the first weekend of June. You've got Covington, Tennessee. You've got the world's oldest barbecue contest. And that one is really neat, I hear. It is. I have never been up there, but it's it's all my cooks that come shop with me talk about that event it's hot of course but it's there in a nice park down in covington it's a fun time for everybody so if you can get out get out and do that but if you want something besides barbecue that weekend you got something here in memphis you get the italian fest over oh, marquette park that. yes oh yeah it's it's think of it as a mini memphis in may where you can have teams there and you can enjoy you can entertain you can feed and you can drink and have fun it's it's a mini italian version of memphis in may and where they're not going to do uh barbecue or barbecue sauce they're going to do gravy to put on top of the noodles they're going to do anything italian they're going to make homemade wine so it's going to be a great time all the money raised for there goes locally to the church right next door to marquette park and it's a great time. You can buy tickets early, or you can buy them at the gate, just like Memphis MA. You can walk around. There's vendors, food, entertainment, but there are teams there. If you know somebody there, you can go in their tent. If you don't know them, just maybe have a cute girl with you, and you can get in. <laughs> that was the old play back in college. That is was that the old what play. It, is that what it was? <laughs> we, we, we got one of our hot friends to go with us to like Italian Fest or something, and we didn't know these teams. And she would get us into the parties. There you go. All of that happening next week, so go ahead and put it on your calendar. It is Memorial Day weekend, and what, probably one of the best to get on the grill because it's not just too overwhelmingly hot yet. You may be dodging some raindrops, so Jimmy, what's cooking? Well, Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day. Those are the three big cooking weekends during the summer. I mean, Father's Day, I I do have this question, why is it for Father's Day? We usually have to cook for our families. I, I would I would rather do it that way. I know it's done right. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. But those three main holidays, we usually do burgers or steaks or some kind of brats or ribs, something something easy right. that we can do. The staples of cooking yeah. on the grill in the backyard, okay? So let's start with this weekend. Let's start with something we like to talk about a lot, steaks. I love steaks. I mean, there's so many different cuts. Steaks is just that big group of, of meats. I mean, you've got ribeyes, you've got fillets, you've got sirloins, you've got T-bones. Yeah. I mean, you get all these different cuts. My favorite is ribeyes. Absolutely, me too. Price per pound for quality of meat and, and marbling you get out of there is a ribeye. So ribeye is a whole primal cut beef when you get it from the butcher and he'll slice it down the steaks. And it can be 12 ounce or 16 ounce just depending on the thickness you do and how you want to do it. What you're looking for, though, not heavy, heavy, heavy fat or grizzle on the outside, but you're looking for nice marbling on the inside. Um, now, if you talk to Steak Cook-Off Association, they're going to tell you to cook it medium. I'm going to tell you to cook it medium rare. That's how I like my steak. And basically, it's about a minute and a half. Put it on the grill, nice, hot, 550, 600-degree grill. A minute and a half. Pick it up and turn it 45 degrees. Then flip it after another minute and a half. 
and then turn it again. You're going to have beautiful sear marks on that steak. It should be medium rare for you. You can leave it in the last turn for 30 more seconds if you need to to get it done, but it's going to be perfect. But hey, that's steak. It depends on how you like to cook it. Now, if you like it well done, you're not my friend. <laughs> no, you're you're abusing the cow. You're abusing the cow. And when I say medium, medium rare, FDA puts out these temperature guides. About 135 is where I'm pulling my steak for medium. About 120, 130 is where I'm pulling it for medium rare. It's going to carry over 10 more degrees, but I want that nice, cool red center in there. I don't want it pink, pink. Red is where I want it. That, that meat should be red on the inside, for me at least. For me at least. Filets. Filets are part of the beef tenderloin. They're going to be more expensive. Oh, and they're so good, though. They're so tender. But there's very little marbling in there. Mm-hmm. So you don't get all that flavor like you do a ribeye. T-bone or um, one of those big steaks, that's actually two cuts. It's a sirloin and the, and the, and the filet kind of put together. So you can get those two cuts put right there together. A sirloin's another primal cut, just like the ribeye. Again, not as much marbling. So the ribeye, I keep coming back to the ribeye. That's my steak. That's my go-to for this weekend. What do you put on this steak? Kiss. Keep it simple. Right. Like a nice salt, pepper, garlic mixture. Now, I like Boar's Night Out White Lightning. Yeah. It's yeah. a salt, pepper, garlic mixture. It's got a little bit of MSG in there. It's the only thing that's wrong with it. It's got a little MSG in there. But it's a great mixture. Also, Uncle Pookie's Buttery Love. Nice little oh, buttery flavor. I need to try that. But it's got salt, pepper, and garlic, but it's got the artificial butter flavor in there. My old standby is just some simple Montreal steak seasoning. No matter what steak it is, do not pull it directly off the grill and cut into no, it. No, 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 no. Let it sit on the counter, wrap it up in tinfoil, not tight, just kind of loosely wrap it up in tinfoil, 10 minutes. It's still going to be hot, but it's going to redistribute all those juices that's in that steak, and sometimes it'll start pulling some of that juice back into the steak. So about 10, 15 minutes, let it rest. Go ahead and start gathering everybody up. Get your baked potatoes ready. You go and make the salad. Yeah. What what salad? <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. You have to have a little good with the not so good there. So have a salad with your steak. Funny story. So the first meal I had directly after Memphis in May, it wasn't pork or anything. I went home. My wife already I already told her to do this. She had a bag of Caesar salad pre-mixed ready to go for me. So a slice of pizza. And Caesar salad. Oh, that was my post Memphis um, May May meal. Can I, can I question? You didn't tell her to do that. You asked her to no, do it. No, no, no. I asked her. <laughs> I, I kind of looked at her with these sad puppy eyes and like, honey, I'm so hot and tired. Can you please? And that's that's right. She took care of me. My my wife is awesome. She 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 watched the kids while I was down at Tom Lee uh, near the entire week. You know, she awesome. She was awesome. The barbecue cooking contest when you turn it in, it's about presentation. Mm-hmm. Just remember, it was about presentation at home too. <laughs> I'm still learning, but yes. You you asked. You didn't tell. I asked. All right, Jimmy, with that, another edition in the books. Uh, One more time, happy Memorial Day weekend to all of you out there. And uh, we do hope that you're able to spend it with some friends and family. And I know it's about fun and the kickoff of summer, but also do reflect on what Monday is all about. Everybody have fun. Enjoy your long weekend. Make sure you hug your family and uh, treat them right. And fire up the grill this weekend and enjoy it. Yep, we're back next week with another edition. Make sure you check it out. For Jimmy Shotwell, I'm Forrest Goodman. So long, everybody. You can listen to The Rub on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, and Google Play. You can also hear it Saturday afternoons at 3 on 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Like The Rub on Facebook. Just search The Rub Podcast. You can also follow the show on Twitter. Just search at The Rub Podcast. The Rub is a production of Memphis Barbecue Supply, Good Media, and 600 WREC and 92.1 FM.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.